Hey babes, welcome to another episode of Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak, hosted by yours truly, Alexander Eva May. On this show, we get real about healing after heartbreak and thriving on the other side. Hello, Heartbreak Warriors. I am so happy that you're here for another episode of the show. I know that our time is precious, so I appreciate that you're here listening. And today's topic is going to be an interesting one. It is no contact done the right way and why you should do it and all the things about no contact. Uh, But before I get into the topic, if you like the show, make sure to rate the show, add a review, subscribe. By rating and adding a review, it helps other people find the show. A lot of people look at reviews before they listen. And so if they see some good reviews, they'll listen and it will reach those people that need to hear the show, that need help healing their heart, getting over their breakup, getting over their divorce and thriving on the other side. So make sure you rate, review and subscribe. Subscribing is important because then you will never miss an episode. It will automatically download into your phone and it'll be there for you every time that a new episode drops. Before I talk about no contact and doing it the right way, I want to talk about a lot of what we see no contact used for. There are a lot of, and I'm going to say, I'm going to generalize something right now. And so please, nobody come at me, but it's just what I see. So there's a lot of dating experts out there right now that are men and I get it. They know how men think. So they are experts, obviously, maybe in male attraction. And they speak to women and they tell them, this is what you need to do to get a man, (laughs) whatever, date a guy. This is what us guys like. This is going to work. Like, this is what you need to do. So there are a lot of male dating experts that I see circulating on podcasts, circulating on YouTube, on Instagram, all the things. And they have great advice. I actually follow a few of them that I think are amazing. And I think they're entertaining. And I think a lot of their advice is spot on. And most of them are super empowering to women, which I really appreciate. They don't come from like a perspective of misogyny or patriarchy or any of those things. They empower women and they they tell women like you need to hold on to your power, take it back, don't put up with bullshit. So I really love most of them, to be honest. And, you know, a lot of them are doing it to make a buck, which we all have to make money, right? So they're they're trying to do that. And I cannot fault them for that. And like I said, they've got a lot of wisdom and knowledge. But a smaller part of that whole industry, I don't know if you call it an industry, or that whole group of dating experts that are male, a smaller section of them are these guys that are trying to sell you strategies of how to get back with your ex. And again, I understand why they're doing this. They see a problem. They see maybe lots of women that want to get back together with their ex-boyfriend or their ex-husband. And so they're trying to offer a solution and they're trying to give you something, sell you something, a program or whatever it is to make that happen for you. And one of the things that they almost always tell you to do is no contact. (sighs) I have an issue with kind of the whole thing. I have an issue with that their whole program is about getting an ex-boyfriend back. I kind of have an issue with that, but I also have an issue with using no contact for that reason. A lot of the times, a lot of these coaches, that that's their focus. They claim that there's no contact. It will get the man thinking about you because you're not in his head, like you're not in his phone, blowing up his phone. It will get him thinking about you, wondering about you. And, you know, you do it long enough. He's going to reach out and you guys are going to be in love again and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, fairy tale ending. I don't know. Um, okay. So here's my issue. No contact. It, it has become this thing of like how to get the X back. And it was never meant for that. It should never have been for that reason. Here's why. When we use no contact to get an X 
back. Number one, we are prolonging our pain. We are making that pain last that much longer. If you are spending, say, the 30 days or 45 days or 60 days in this state of no contact because your ultimate goal is to get a guy back, you're going to spend 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever time it is, you're going to spend those days still thinking about him, still thinking, oh, I'm going to do the snow contact and it's going to get him back. Okay, let's do this. And then you'll probably do the other things the coaches recommend. Like they say, you know, focus on yourself, build yourself up, those types of things, which is good. (laughs) That is good. But he will still be in your mind. So the reason why I hate that they use no contact for this purpose is that it actually, it prolongs your pain as well. Using no contact for this purpose puts it totally disempowers you. It puts all the power in the ex-boyfriend or the ex-husband. It puts it entirely in his hands. It's in his power to contact me. You're doing this thing for him, which this man likely hurt you. He doesn't deserve that kind of power. He doesn't deserve that credit. You shouldn't be giving him that at all. No contact should not be done in service of a man. I just wanted to say this to start the episode. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want to do no contact to get him back, like this is not what this episode is about. I'm not going to be using it as that strategy at all. So you might not want to listen or maybe you do want to listen because maybe you shouldn't be doing it to get a man back and you should be instead doing it to heal your heart. So let's talk about how to do no contact correctly and why you should do it. Are you healing after heartbreak and looking for something to guide you through it all? Don't worry, girl. I got your back. I just released my debut book. It is called Her Awakening, and it is all about my healing journey after divorce. In the book, it is a firsthand account of how I navigated through everything, through the grief, through the loss, through living life on my own for the first time. And it is very much not only about navigating it, but coming home to myself. It is all the soul work I did and all the lessons I learned, and it is filled with strategies to help you heal during this really challenging time. You can pick it up today on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. And just so you know, it's a bestseller. And I'm going to talk about no contact for those women that do not share children with their ex and for those women that do share children with an ex and for those women that are going through a breakup and for those women that are going through a divorce because it it kind of has to look a little bit different, especially if you have kids, but you can still do no contact even with children. And I'm going to explain how to understand no contact is pretty simple. No contact. That means no texting, no phone calls, no checking up on Instagram, no checking his snaps, no going to his Facebook. Page, nothing, nilch, nada, nothing, nothing. It is cutting off contact completely. For those that need to stay in touch with their ex, maybe they share children, maybe you're going through a divorce and there's still some things that you're trying to settle out of court without lawyers, you are going to be doing a modified version of no contact. You can think of it like limited contact. First of all, you're going to block them on all social media. You're going to get them out of your social media. There is no reason that they need to be on your social media. The longer you keep them on your social media, the more likely it is that you are going to check up on them. The more likely they're going to be in your head, the harder it is to move on or vice versa. By staying friends on social media, you actually also open the doors for them to check up on you. So let's say that you are doing your own thing and you're and you're on your way and maybe making new friendships, maybe dating. I don't know. They're going to have a chance to check in on you. Do you want that? No, they, they should not have a chance to look in on your life at all. It might impact the way you live your life. So block them 
on all social media, delete them, get rid of them. They don't need to be there anymore. When it comes to contacting them through text or calling, maybe that's what you have to continue to do. You're going to make it very limited. Most messages, unless it's say an emergency with a child, but most messages can wait 24 hours. So anytime that you receive a message from your ex where you do need to respond for whatever reason, you're going to sit on that and you're going to wait. You're going to wait at least a few hours, if not 24 hours. Of course, that depends on the situation. But by waiting that 24 hours, first of all, if they send some sort of, you know, rude text or whatever they might send and you you have an emotion, whether it's sadness or anger, you have those few hours to up to 24 hours to kind of work through those emotions. So that when you respond, you respond in a very neutral fashion and you're not giving them your emotion. This will help you heal. Number two, you are not messaging them about anything else than what is necessary. Like I mentioned a few times in this episode, children, that might be necessary. You need to send a message. Maybe there's property that you're managing together, dividing or whatever it is, logistics, right? You might need to send them a message, but that's it. You're not sending them emotional texts. You're not sending them angry texts. You're not sending them sad texts because that gets in the way of your healing. Now that I've explained what no contact is, I'm going to tell you why you should do it. And then I'm going to give you strategies if it seems impossible. First of all, you should do it because it empowers you. It puts the power back in your court. You are closing the door to him coming in at all to say anything at all that makes you feel bad about yourself because there's women listening. I know that had exes that made them feel bad about themselves. Second of all, you are closing the door to him to coming in and saying anything that actually makes you feel good about yourself because you're going to hang on to that comment and you're going to think, oh, that that is some light that maybe we can um, get back together or maybe he still loves me or maybe this, maybe that. And that's actually just, that's again, giving him power over how you're doing. So you're taking that power back. You're also taking your power back because you're just focusing on yourself. And there is something so powerful about blocking and deleting someone. And maybe you don't feel ready to, to delete, and we'll talk about that later. But there is something so powerful about blocking and deleting someone. It's saying, you know what? E- even if the breakup was you know, mutual and pretty good, you're saying, you know what? I'm going to be focusing on myself right now. I'm going to block and delete you because I am currently need to be the center of my world. I currently need to focus on myself and healing myself. So there's a lot of power there. By going no contact, by not responding to a single text message, by not reaching out, you are taking so much power back. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, when you go no contact, he is completely out of your world. He doesn't have access to you and you can focus on yourself and your healing thinking about what's he doing? Who's he Who's he spending time with? Who's he dating? Why isn't he texting me? Should I text him? Should I do this? Did I say something wrong in the last chat? Maybe you drink too much wine and you want to send him an angry text. It's spending so much of your brain power on him when in reality, that brain power should be spent on you and your healing. So by going no contact, you actually make a lot of space in your life and room in your life, room in your brain for you just focusing on healing. The third reason you should go no contact is that if you do it, you will start focusing on your healing and you will heal much faster. The longer you leave that door open, the longer that you're in touch with him, the longer that you're texting him or thinking he's going to text, you are prolonging your pain and you're not getting to your healing. And lastly, we go no contact because it works. It really helps you move forward, move on and 
and get back to that amazing woman that you are. Like you are an amazing woman. You're just kind of probably clouded with a lot of pain right now. So by going no contact, it's going to work. You're going to heal so much faster. Are you heartbroken and sick of it? Have you tried all the things and all the strategies and you're still not healing? Did you just go through a massive split or divorce and you just want to get to the other side? Don't worry, I got your back. Head to my Instagram at the Alexandra Eva May to find out about current courses and coaching where I hold your hand through this whole thing, give you actionable strategies so you can get to the side of healing and you can thrive as the incredible woman that you are. And beyond all the reasons that I already talked about why no contact is so important, it will also keep you from sending any kind of angry, sad, or even happy text to your ex. And you might think, well, what's the harm of a happy text? But I'm going to get into why they all are sort of harmful to your healing. I've been there. I have definitely been there where you have like this need you're going to send that message. Um, I remember with my ex-husband, it was a night that me and my girlfriends were together and we had too much wine, which is usually honestly the culprit for a lot of our really angry texts. Like, let's be real girls. Like, we, we know. Anyways, I had too much wine. I sent him just, I was so angry. I had so much anger still. And this was like months down the line. I had so much anger still and I sent him an angry text. And in the moment, yeah, I felt like he needs to hear this. Uh, You know, he did this, he did that. But after it was sent, like it wasn't not even that long after, I felt I felt bad. It didn't feel good. It didn't serve the purpose that I wanted it to serve. The next day, it felt just as bad. The next day, just it felt just as bad. And this doesn't just apply to angry texts or or sad texts or I'm going to tell him how he hurt me texts. This also applies to texts where you might send a message because you see his birthday is around the corner. So you're actually sending a happy message like, hey, happy birthday. Or you're sending a, hey, I just wanted to say I I saw a TV show and I thought of you, like a, a friendly text. And you might be doing it because you want to maintain a level of contact because he was that love of yours is very special to you, right? So you want to stay in contact. So you, you think, oh, it's his birthday coming up. I'm just going to send this birthday message. But here's why it's the exact same as the angry texts. When we send messages to ex-husbands or ex-boyfriends, we always have an um, expectation of how we want them to respond, I'm looking at all of you. (laughs) When you send that message, you're hoping for something. You're hoping maybe him to respond back. But maybe you're hoping for him to be to say something like, I miss you so much. This was such a mistake. I love you. Maybe you're hoping for him just to be like, oh, my gosh, you're so wonderful for remembering my birthday. You're probably hoping for a certain response. And unless you get the exact response that you are hoping for, you are going to feel bad. Even in those angry texts, you're probably hoping that he's going to say sorry, that he's going to own up to everything he did that hurt you. And you're you're hoping for a specific reaction. I, I it, It's like almost every single time, all the women I work with, they're hoping for something. And I know too, like I was hoping for a s- certain reaction. And almost every single time, you're not going to get the reaction that you want and you're in this emotional place, whether it be pain or anger or even like, uh, I want him to respond in a happy way or I want him to say he loves me again. You're in this kind of emotional place. And so if it's any response that's outside of what you were hoping for, you were gonna feel let down. You're gonna feel bad. You might feel dumb for sending the text. 
you're just not going to feel great. And, you know, in the 1% chance that he sends kind of a message that's sort of what you hoped for, it's probably not exactly what you hoped for. And you're still going to feel bad. And let's say he does send the exact response that you're you're hoping for. Then what? You're not together just because he sends a nice message to you or a nice reply or he says, sorry, you're still not together. You're still in this painful place and this is taken away from your healing. So no, you shouldn't send the angry text. You shouldn't send the sad text. You shouldn't send you've hurt me and you shouldn't send a happy birthday or any of the things. If you feel a compulsion to send those messages, send them to your best friend first and let her talk you off the edge. That is my suggestion. But this is also why we go no contact so that you're not tempted to send those messages. During this time of no contact, you need to just be focusing on yourself and your healing. When you decide to go no contact, it, like I've mentioned, it frees up so much space for you to just rediscover yourself. So you might decide, hey, I want to get in shape. I want to take my health seriously. And that becomes a priority. Maybe you're going to the gym a lot or going to do yoga a lot or just being active a lot. Maybe you decide I want to explore hobbies that I haven't explored in forever I want to connect with people that I miss. I want to re-establish friendships, whatever it might be. During no contact, you are focusing on yourself and your healing. That's it. You're not thinking about the past. You're not, unless it's in therapy and your therapist wants to uh, talk about the past. You're not thinking about the past. You are thinking about yourself, what makes you happy, healthy, and safe. And you are doing those things and you are moving forward. So during no contact, and no po- at no point is it about your ex. It is completely about you and just moving forward and healing and doing all the healing work. And during this podcast, I will talk more and more about those amazing things to do to help yourself heal. Even if you've decided I'm going no contact and you're fully committed, sometimes it can be really, really hard. I totally acknowledge that. I get it. It can be very challenging there's probably a big part of you that does want to stay connected in some capacity. There might be a part of you that thinks we could get back together. It's hard. Your ex was a big part of your life. He was a romantic partner. There might have been a lot of things that you experienced together. So it can be very, very difficult to do it. I know that. In theory, it's amazing. In practice, it's a lot harder. So here are some tips if you are struggling. Number one, take it one step at a time. Maybe right now after listening to this episode, you're going to decide, I'm going to block him on all social media. I'm going to delete him on social media. And that's your first step. But you're not completely closing down your text messages. That's okay. And you decide, hey, in a week and a half, my messages are closed as well. So if you want to take it one step at a time, that's fine. Just make sure you have some sort of timeline that you know how long you're going to stay in contact and have that end game in mind. Make sure you know the date when it's full, no contact, no texting, no calling, no social media, nothing. Make sure you know the date and make sure it's not too far out. Don't give yourself six months to get there because that's six months of you continuing on your pain and your heartbreak instead of six months of healing. So that's one step or one strategy. Maybe you take it in steps. Another idea is maybe you block, but you don't delete. Sometimes it can be really hard to say, I'm going to delete you completely. That can be a very challenging step. So maybe you block. And then in your head, you know that at any point, you can unblock if you need, if need be. You can always, you know, touch base if need be. And I'm not saying you should, 
But by having that as a possibility, then it might help you kind of on this process. So maybe it's blocking and then in two or three weeks, then it's deleting. So again, taking it in steps. And if we just circle back to social media in regards to blocking, remember that if you block someone, you can always at any point in the future re-add them. For example, in your head, if you feel like you will be friends one day and so you don't want to shut that door completely because you want the friendship, sure, you can do that one day. Not right now. You need time to heal, but do that one day. You can always re-add them in the future. It's not like it's a permanent (laughs) in stone thing when we block people or delete them. You can always re-add them. So remember that I think right now the best thing to do right now is block and delete. But let's say that you can't even do that. You don't even feel powerful enough to do that. I'm going to give you a strategy. If you insist on keeping that ex's contact information in your phone, you don't want to get rid of it. One thing you can do is change their name in your contact list. So I know some girls recommend changing it to like initials or like don't pick up. Sure, you can do that. But in your mind, you still know don't pick up is your ex. So here's what I'm going to suggest beyond calling your ex don't pick up or using an emoji or some sort of nickname instead, actually delete a name altogether for them. Like just delete it. So then all you're left with is a phone number. This does a few things. First of all, it makes it really hard for you to find them in your contact list unless you've their number memorized. All of a sudden, when you delete their name, you're like, who who are they even in my contact list? It makes it a lot harder to text them as well. If they message you, it doesn't come up as don't contact or it doesn't come up as um, the emoji. It comes up as just a number and you might be less likely to pick it up. You might be more likely just to delete. I would say if you're going to that step of writing, do not text this person or whatever you want to write, go to the step of just deleting their name from their phone number. It makes it a lot easier to be no contact. And then if they reach out to you at all, it shows up as just a number. Yeah, you might open it. But then I think at that point, you'd be like, oh, this idiot, like, okay, hi, what what are you doing contacting me? And then you could just delete it. So if you feel like you can't just delete their number or block them, that's another strategy. And my last tip, if you feel really like you can't go no contact, work with me. (laughs) I am a heartbreak and a divorce coach. Reach out to me. I will keep you accountable. We will stay on the no contact line I will help you on this journey. So reach out to me. You can reach me on Instagram at the Alexandra Eva May. We'll work together. I'll keep you sticking to no contact. That is my last tip. Thanks for listening to the episode. I love connecting with listeners. Please, 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 please feel free to slide into my DMs. Connect with me. Say hi. Send me an email. All the things. You can connect with me on Instagram at the Alexandra Eva May. You can find me on Pinterest at the Alexandra Eva May or on Twitter at Alexandra Eva May. And while you're at it, make sure to pick up my new book, Her Awakening, One Woman's Journey to Healing After Divorce. It is a bestseller. It's all about my journey to heal after divorce and how I healed and thrived. You can grab it on Amazon or you can pick it up on my Instagram. The link is right there.